Welcome to Sam Maggie Hate Glee Nights. 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 Because we're recording at 9.30 p.m. Nights. Yes. Call in with your nights questions. I don't know. I mean, we we are going to get a little sultry this episode, Maggie. It's all about sex. Probably. It is all about sex, but not like the fun aspects. (laughs) True. Sort of like how how abstaining makes you feel or... Um, yeah. you know, or your, your personal w- relationship with porn yes. or, um, uh, you know, having to tell a, people that you might've given them a disease. It's a, a terrible know. disease. Yeah. 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 So this, this week yeah. we talk about Glee. It's a thing. I'm Sam. That's Maggie. We do this. Yep. If you're at this point, then you know what's going on, but like, you know what the fuck is going on and you don't need the <laughs> recap. You don't need it. <laughs> But we're talking. Um, we're talking yeah. about season five, episode sixteen, tested. Um, yeah, it's it, the reason. Yeah. Partly why we're recording this late is because it took me so fucking long to get these notes done, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, there's like so much shit that happens, like so much and yeah. so so many locations. Yes, I. Just... I was. I was gonna say I felt very tested in watching this episode. But yeah. not in the fun, like, making sure I don't have diseases way. Just in the, like, my patience way. Oh, um, well, I think that's part of it, Sam. Uh, because there <laughs> is a point, a literal point in one of the monologues where someone says, they're being tested. We're oh, yes. being tested. Yes. So, and just just to clarify, listeners, you heard meanings. that right. One of the monologues. Um. Oh, 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 yes. Um, in the New York fashion, there are plenty of monologues this episode. It is how ha- it is the primary primary vessel of storytelling. Yes, I would say, um, which is, of course, um, as per usual with Glee. Honestly, yeah, uh, yeah. We get right into it. Uh, well, with the, you want to do all the stats first. I oh, do. Dude, this these episodes take so long, and like, yes, the, and Glee I know. is so terrible, and it, I'm just. It's okay. It's well, we're gonna get into it, but first, just to clarify, this originally aired on April fifteenth, twenty fourteen, with two point four four million viewers, which is down from last week's two point seven eight million viewers because I guess people wanted to see bashed more than they did this which is something i I bet the um the promos were mostly already dressed up as both all bad (laughs) mostly already dressed up bad as an std pustule yeah Yeah. in the in the pus costume uh it was written by russell friend and garrett lerner and was directed by paul mccrane cool yeah all names i don't recognize i'm sure they have former work with like you know PSAs and the more you know and all Let that me just good stuff. Make sure. <laughs> Let's see. Um, let me just see here. Oh, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, all white men. Oh, yep. sure. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we get a recap of the relationships. Yes. That are happening. 
So yeah. there you are. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's Sam, Sadie's, and Clayne. Um, those are pretty... See, I, yeah. I wasn't even going to enumerate them because there's no fucking point. The well, recap does nothing to inform any of these relationships. The, the main one that I guess is kind of important is that it reminds us that a- Artie has dated a lot of people, I guess. I guess. He's a real player, um, but not in a good way because he's awful and terrible. So I mean, he tries to say in his monologue later, like, oh, people were disgusted with me in high school. And it's like, you dated like three or four people. Like, what? And you are also disgusting. Like, let's not That's gloss true. over the fact that you are a gross person. Um, but yeah. so, Maggie, we have to start here because this is where the episode <laughs> starts. Um, yeah, we have to start at the non-diegetic black and white cold open. Yes. Uh, that is semi-faux-historical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's very in the, like, 1940s American propaganda style. Although, I'm not sure that any films were actually ever like this. I think this is a cultural yeah. meme about what American propaganda <laughs> films in the 1940s could have been like. Um <laughs> I think you have a point. Uh, you know, it's like, hey there, sailor. <laughs> have you been tested? And then they, Kurt has like the same facial expression this entire fucking episode where it's it's uh, like a flat a facial affectation, but then just wider and wider eyes. Yes. As he's listening. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's to help inform us that he is hot now. Oh, I, I see. Hot people, they don't have facial expressions. Their faces no. are too hot for that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so the, the main characters here, we have Artie, Blaine, Sam, and Kurt, who are going to be kind of a, a group this episode. Um, they will go out for ice cream inexplicably multiple yes. times. Yes. Um, but so they're all dressed as sailors, and Artie has, like, weird old-looking glasses to help sell yeah. us on this, I guess. And he's in, like, a sedan chair. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like wicker. It's, yeah, so then... <laughs> it's like FDR's wheelchair, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, but so they're all dressed as naval cadets, I guess, or something like that, Um but it's an STD PSA. Uh, it's it's telling it's letting us all know that we need to get tested so that America can continue existing or something. Um, Are you gonna get tested for these diseases, Attaboy, sailor? It's <laughs> it's all very stupid. Yes. Um, and they all jump in the air for a freeze frame at the end of it. My, okay, so near the end, it has a line that says, "Get tested for STD, or America will end up RIP." Which, mm-hmm. like, I get that it's trying to evoke that idea of like a catchy slogan, but like, yeah. literally, the AIDS epidemic happened, so oh, yeah. um, felt in poor taste <laughs> to me. So <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> great no uh there's a part where like a nurse gives them open vials on a tray (laughs) they're like like, what's going in those yeah they're they're like legit like little like glass like shot glasses it's so good (laughs) it's very odd yeah uh so we go right into a monologue from blaine after the title card uh he is talking about food he is enamored. Yes. He's enamored with food. We uh, first see him down the regular at a gyro stand. Sure. Um, 
because it's his regular, I guess he goes there a lot and eats an entire euro in less than a minute. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Blaine eating in the scene. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he gets it. When we get to the cronuts is when it's really um, gross. Really sort of gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just loves food. He's so happy to be in New York where there is a variety of food rather than just like Taco Bell and breadsticks. Yes. Uh, well, he says that's the closest Lima has to international options. So yeah, there might be more uh, than that, we, but yeah. We see Blaine framed at a table alone, eating at a Mexican place, a Mongolian place, Hungarian, Honduran, yes. um, Vietnamese, Viennese. Um, <laughs> just, just really, it's weird because they're all very similarly styled um yeah but and he is just shoving all this food in his mouth really the only thing that changes in these restaurants is the color of the paint yes but that's fine um and then we do see blaine get a cronut in his tum tum in the <laughs> fastest possible way i say it in that way because he does say tum tum yes uh, he's like oh i know what needs to go in this tum tum <laughs> Cronuts. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, and he just shoves that meme down his um his gaping maw. Well, okay, and then to to like play up this like I guess this is part of the plot for this episode. Um Blaine talks about how he he still makes breakfast for Kurt every Sunday. Um mm-hmm. and so he has included four cronuts on the plate. Um and we see Kurt doing push-ups, and Kurt is now officially model thin. Like, he is super skinny, um, but, yep. you know. Yeah, he's he's cut and toned or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's doing, he's doing push-ups. He's, like, counting to, like, 87 yes. as Blaine comes in and, like, sort of, like, glares at him almost <laughs> hatefully as he shoves another cronut in his mouth. Yes. Um, so that's what's happening with them. Well, Maggie, we, we can't ignore this last piece. Um, there, af- to kind of com- contrast this, immediately after he watches Kurt doing these uh, push-ups, it cuts to a scene of him not being able to put his pants on. Um, oh yeah, with, the the pants. I I, yeah. I have it here as zoom in on the tum tum. Yes, uh, because it is quite voluminous. Um, yeah, well, that it's was definitely extremely rounded. Yeah, that I wrote down that he looks pregnant. Like it's comedically bad fat distribution. I mean, like it's it's Darren Chris doing the thing where you go like. Yeah. And you push your belly out. Yes. Everybody knows that. It's uh, just... Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't get the pants buttoned, and then when he seemingly is able to, he splits the butt. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, um, I just... Like, part of it is, in retrospect, on looking at this episode, I'm just like, I'm glad that you're, like, trying to address this, kind of, maybe, but, like, there are people who are just different body sized, you know? And, yeah. like... Yeah, yes. I just um and yeah. Blaine trying is trying to put on pants in Kurt's apartment. Yes, which I guess sort of makes sense if he was like staying there, but he was fully dressed. Yeah, when he was I, making that breakfast. I I don't know what's going on with that anymore. Um, like, do does he live in Mercedes' apartment or not? Because like it's it's implied through dialogue that he does, but we see we've never seen him there. Oh no, ever. no. We, we see him in one scene later this episode there. So hmm. you know, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But maybe um, so the next monologue we 
this is our next piece of the plot for this episode. Um, Artie is comparing his love of New York to various artists um, and then tells mm-hmm. us about how big of a study he is now. Um, yeah, he's lady bait. That's a verbatim quote, folks. Um, and we get to see a group of farties. Yes. That's a fan of Artie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which they are d- yeah. dressed like him. Yes. Mm. The Brooklyn Film he Academy how- is wild. This doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> he says that he's like a total stud, that he's dating three girls right now. Yeah, three. Which, uh, and yeah, we, as, as determined we, is a lie. He is not dating three I, girls. He's dating I agree. two. It is a complete lie. So he is wheeling through the hallway and the camera is following him. Yeah. Uh, and as Artie sees his, I don't know, lovers. Yes. It. it it's, it's, this, it's the camera. Okay. I I just hate saying that. Like, it's not a, <laughs> yeah, no, but but this is actually. He doesn't. He, this speaks. He doesn't actually oh, have any love for them. You no. know what I mean? Yes. Like they're just meat that he can be like, oh, look at this. I'm such a stud because I stuck my dick in this thing. Like, gross. yeah, yeah. And to be fair, there there is an aspect to it also of like they seem to they, they tell him how much they love his work and stuff. Like, mm, so it's very power trippy okay. for Artie. I think that like yeah, because yeah. uh, we get the girls speaking directly non diegetically to the camera. Yes. Uh, First, Vanessa is like, once I saw Rags the Homeless Clown, I knew I had to sleep with him. And we get a flash of um, definitely Artie from the Lady Gaga performance. Yes. Um, So that's plagiarism of yourself. Uh, I wrote down loves Artie's Gaga ripoff. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then we get Jess next, who tells the camera that she has a wheelchair kink. Yeah, and, and she wish she wishes that there was more. Yeah, crashes in movies. Yeah, she she loves Cronenberg, which mm. I don't know if you've ever seen a Cronenberg film, but like, ugh. I really only have the Rick and Morty reference, sure, and I don't need anything I mean, else. Um, so, well, yeah. I I was telling Chris about it when we watched this episode, but like, the thing is fun. Mostly because there's a bit where a guy's head, like, opens up to try to eat another dude because he's the thing. Um, Okay. But Videodrome, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Um, It gets so fucking weird and, like, a dude grows, like, another hand out of his stomach. Like, it gets so fucking weird and gross. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, no. You know what? I'm good out here. I'm really... I don't want it and I'm okay not having it. Yes. And... Julie is the third girl he's quote unquote dating. Right. Um, she is literally just in his vicinity. So I guess Artie's like, I'm dating her. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's hired her to work on his like film project. So yeah. I guess that's dating. I mean, straight white men seem to think that does constitute dating. But, you know. Oh, it's it's dating because Artie's interested. Yes. You know, like yeah. he's claimed her because he's interested in her. Right. Whatever. So anyway, um, yeah. Julie is narrating for his shitty ass Lolita rip. No, sorry, it's not Lolita. American Beauty ripoff. <laughs> yes, I. I also oh, for bags in the wind. I also called it his shitty film. Um, like, yeah, it's not good. Because <laughs> uh, it's like you know, you have you seen American Beauty with no, but I've Kevin heard about. Spacey? I've heard about the scene there's, with the plastic. There's bag. literally a scene with a plastic bag in the wind, and this is like. 
the exact same narration from what I can recall. Like, <laughs> oh man, Artie's real genius. And the is guy just, in that the yeah. guy in that movie who filmed the bag was insufferable, and Artie's insufferable, and <laughs> this whole situation is bad. Yes. Um. Because, yeah. Okay. Because Artie is like in is still monologuing through all of this, and when Julie goes in to start narrating, Artie's just like, "Oh, she's so sexy." I'm like so pleased to have her here narrating for my work she knows what a genius i am and i know i just have to ask her out you know i've learned you just have to be forthright and that's when he sings addicted to love yes non-diegetically yes with uh his babes as his band um we get flashes of Artie's dorm during this too where like people are he's like supposedly having sex with jess and vanessa different times um and (laughs) there's a bit where he's on the street and there's just like a bunch of random extras who just fawn over him and that's that's the thing yeah um i do like the way that they stylize the three ladies to be like his like backup band it is very like totally it is um I don't know what the style is, but I really like it. And it's also fun because you're like, wait, are those the same three? Oh, yep. Yep. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really deadpan. Yes. That's how I would describe their affectation. Um, it's because they're hot, yeah. Maggie. Um, so, of, of course. No expression. <laughs> so then we get back to reality. And Artie tells, <laughs> tells Julie that she needs to have more, quote, twilight in her voice. Um, and what she responds with, twilight? That's amazing direction, Artie. <laughs> Um, really what's funny about it is that later this episode, she calls him out for, like, being interested in shitty artists, and it's like, okay, Julie, glass houses much, but anyway, um, so he asks her out, and she turns him down, because she says she has a policy that she doesn't date people she works with, which is a good policy to have. Yeah. (laughs) I agree, and then we go to the Niata classroom for the stage combat class that both Blaine and Kurt are in. Yes. We um we have Kurt being surrounded by uh, a bunch of nondescript, probably gay dudes wearing gray t-shirts. Everyone's wearing gray t-shirts in this class. Every single person. Well, except um, for one, Maggie. Except for, of course, Blaine's wearing black because of the Cheeto dust. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I have it phrased as make a muscle gay interactions because that's what... Yep. Everyone's just like, "Wow, Kurt, you're so bu- you're so buff. Make a muscle for us." Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the boys ogle Kurt's hot bod while yep. Blaine is sulking, and, <laughs> and Blaine sulks in the corner with a bag of Cheetos and has a whole jealousy monologue. Yes. about how he's really jealous of this and just rubs Cheeto dust all over his body. There's like all like on his shoulders and like yes. all over his pants. It's a total fucking mess. <laughs> And well, I so he, uh, yeah. He, what he concludes is that he's just not used to Kurt being seen as a sexual object. Uh, well, and it's yeah. it feels bad. Yeah, he says he's not comfortable with that, which is a real mm. shitty thing to say about someone yeah. you're in a relationship with. Um, oh, totally. No, I mean that's every single thing he says. Yes. Um, so my favorite thing is he points out that um, when they were in high school, he got all the attention because he. He was the one with the hot bod um, and Kurt was usually with the girls and he confirms that that summer night's performance was in reality because Kurt did the Rizzo part. Um, 
<laughs> in that in that like weird Sam yep. Sadie's summer nights performance. <laughs> so Mercedes' face was yes, yeah, so big, four to five times bigger than Sam's. <laughs> Oh, so then, yeah, so don't worry, we'll be back to this. But now we have to address the last plot of this episode. Um, Sam Sadie's starts the scene on a couch, noisily kissing was the <laughs> was the, uh, yeah. uh, the direction. Um, I think that's a good way to describe it. Uh, they do have a conversation yes. following the, the kissing where Mercedes tells Sam that she's a virgin and that she's nervous about how their relationship is going to progress yeah and sam tells her that she gets to call the shots as long as they're together yeah and he also does confirm that he's not a virgin he's like i think we all knew that well sure but like well he's been married sam oh yeah that is true okay well during the mayan wedding yes but we don't know how those are consummated maggie um so then (laughs) So mm, I guess the next scene, seemingly with oh. with drinking a lot of diet coke, if the <laughs> if the <laughs> aftermath, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, um, the next scene, we're at a brunch, I think. Yeah, I titled it "Boys at Brunch," but it's not brunch; it's ice cream. <laughs> They're having ice cream, but like, okay. did they eat something else? Because the only thing we ever no. see them order is ice cream here. Like, <laughs> I think they're at an ice cream parlor. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're, they're chatting about getting tested because Sam has decided that he wants to get tested for STDs so that way he can ease Mercedes' mind about having sex with him because that's obviously why she doesn't want to do it, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam wants to be a gentleman about it. Everyone seems a bit befuddled. Um, well, Kurt yeah. is like, wait, you haven't had sex yet? <laughs> yes. Which, like, <laughs> come Judge on, dude. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, then, like, they all have the same sort of chat about, like, oh, well, you know, it's responsible. Yes. (laughs) They they make a plan. They're all going to go to a free clinic together. Boys Day. Um, I did see online. I was reading some reviews for this. And in the comments, in the reviews, someone said that this clinic is, like, the worst experience they ever had. um, Oh, my God. With, like, getting STD tests. So, like, I don't know. But, um... Wait, this, like, this clinic that they go to has a physical presence? I think so. Like, the one on 14th and Chelsea or something like that? I think that... So you were reading, like, the Yelp reviews of this actual clinic? No, no, no. I was reading reading a review of this episode, but someone in the comments was like, I went to that clinic. Like, that clinic exists in real life and i've been there and, and it's bad they shoved a wooden q-tip <laughs> up my dick so whoa yeah. what the fuck yeah that's terrible yeah um kurt does mention the eli c debacle yes yikes <laughs> yikes yeah well he does because, mention because he's like oh we yeah. haven't been tested since then and you can tell blaine is like so resentful yes oh god um <laughs> which like yeah i mean I get that Kurt is in the right ear, you know, like he was the one who was cheated on. Yes. But at the same time, you're at boys ice cream date. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, saying that in public to be fuck. What a power move. To be fair, though, we find out that Blaine secretly ordered Kurt a frozen oh. hot chocolate. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Also, because <laughs> yeah. like Kurt, it's a, it arrives in front of Kurt and Kurt's like, I didn't order this. Um, I don't really want it. And Blaine's like, oh, stop your crazy self-denial dietary regimen. That is a verbatim quote. Yes. If I, if my partner told me I 
had crazy self-denial dietary regimen happening, I'd be like, hmm, we clearly are not seeing eye to eye on anything. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're secretly ordering you, like, very, uh-huh. like, lavish desserts. That That is, like, a hardcore red flag. Yes. Like, anyone order, <laughs> ordering food for me without my knowledge, like... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I just don't understand how we don't get to the conversation they have later sooner <laughs> based on so this. Way sooner. Yeah. But so Kurt ends up having like a sip or two and he's like, oh, I'll have a sip and then I'm going to jog home. Um, But so they're, they're all like, okay, well. That's intense too, Kurt. Like live a little. <laughs> yeah. But so then um, we cut to Artie in his dorm. I think Vanessa's sleeping on the couch. Um, mm. So, you know, um, but so he, he gets a phone call cause he's editing. And then we cut to the clinic where um, the doctor who I guess is the person at this clinic um, tells him that he has chlamydia, um, which we find yep. out that Artie is asymptomatic, um, which is even worse. Cause it means that he's probably been spreading it to the people he's been having sex with. So. Yay! And he uh, he goes out onto the street. We see him on the street next. Uh, somebody walks in front of the camera, obscuring the lens. And then we see Artie in the STD costume that'll feature for throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it just says... It's like a, a large... Pustule. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think pustule is a good way to explain it. it it's uh, kind of like the shape of a large uh, like dome over his head it's kind of like a potato or it's a (laughs) potato is perfect yeah it's a potato that's been whittled out that so Artie can just like shove his body in there and put his arms through and it says std right on the chest and it has herpes and other stuff on it yeah and Um, like little cute germs yeah yeah um it's i mean it's not it's whatever it is. It's, you know, it's so like, PSA. It's so like, I mean, yes, obviously, if you get told, like, if you find out that you have an STD, you feel pretty bad about yourself. But like, <laughs> such a, like a, such like a, but, I don't know, it just feels the, like, the, yeah. I mean, this part where, you know, he's just like feeling really exposed, I think is a, is a different story than the STD obsession that happens later. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we go back to the loft where Sam and Blaine are binging Arliss, which is a which is an HBO show about a sports agent named Arliss. Yes. I had to look that up. It's it's um uh stylized with two money uh, signs. With two money signs yes. for the S's. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I read the quote, and it's like it. You have to wait until season seven for it to get pretty good. So it's like, yikes. Um, but yeah, because uh, Blaine, because Blaine is like, I can't keep watching this with you because <laughs> they like finished season six, and Sam is like, no, no, season seven is where it actually gets good. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, Maggie, um, we're we're watching Glee, so can we really talk? It's different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> Um, no, it isn't. God. Uh, and Artie comes out from somewhere in the loft yep. and reveals to everyone, Kurt, Blaine, and Sam, who are all just hanging out here, that he has chlamydia. Yes. Um, probably the... And he yeah. says the phrase, I have to be honest. Yes. This is the first time he'll say it about five more times throughout the rest of the episode so yeah um okay which i mean really just speaks to Artie's character that he has to clarify that he's being honest but whatever (laughs) um so 
the best part of this conversation probably is well, the first part where here, where Artie is like, I don't know how it happened. And Blaine was like, do you use condoms? And Artie's like, no. And he's like, well, there you go. <laughs> um, so That's how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but then Sam decides to slut shame him, um, mostly oh, by yeah. just screaming. First, yeah. Oh, go for it. First, Artie explains that he doesn't want to buy condoms because he's too nervous to buy them. Yes. Like... When he went in first time, it was just a bad experience, and he got greasy banana condoms. And, like, this part is just so bizarre to me, because you can get condoms everywhere for free. Like, if you're in college, they're everywhere. Yes. Literally everywhere. Yes. Um, Yeah, and then, I mean, but, like, Sam decides to slut shame him, mostly by just screaming slut shame in his face. I'm slut shaming you. Slut shame. And... (laughs) Uh, he, it, there's a lot of berating yes. dadish energy throughout this whole conversation where uh, Blaine is like, you're going to have to tell whoever you're having sex with that this has happened. Yes. And well, Artie's like, but which one? Yeah. My, my favorite, Kurt is the one who is like, you're going to have to tell the lady that you've been having sex with that you have chlamydia. And Artie's like, which one? And, yep. <laughs> and then Sam from the bathroom. Because Sam gets a really kind of like... I mean, my problem is, like, I understand that this is, like, big PSAE and, like, you know, they're they're trying to, like, make people think about how they need to use condom stuff. But, like, Sam's attitude is really unacceptable, I think, because mm. he's, like, mm. for the rest of this episode, like, there's a, like, so right now he he's, like, sanitizing his hands. Like, he immediately, <laughs> and it's, like, you understand how STDs work, right? Like... No, Sam, he does not. He's stupid. Right. That's his whole character. But, like, no one ever, like, calls him out on it is the thing. Whatever. Like, later he tells it's a joke. He tells Mercedes not to touch Artie. And it's like, Mercedes is like, why would I touch him? Um, It's just... It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's funny. It is. It is funny. It just makes me kind of upset. And Artie like, is yeah. toxic. He is. So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. So, Kurt and Blaine tell him that, you know... You have to do you the right thing. You have to do the right thing, son. <laughs> yes. Do the right thing. Yes. Uh, and we go right to Vanessa bugging the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. uh, Does not take it she, well. She takes it very poorly, calls him patient zero, uh, said that she's worried about a canker sore. Yes. Um, also- but just calls it a canker. Yes. Um. Which, like, that's not what chlamydia is, so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good the, job. Really, Vanessa doesn't know what chlamydia is, I think. It's... Shouldn't this episode be more informative <laughs> about what chlamydia is? I mean, yeah. she she t- For being anti-STD, it's, like, so minimal information. I guess that it's to sanitize it all. Yeah, Maggie, they, they work at Fox. They have to promote abstinence only. Um... So Vanessa tells Artie that she's going to ruin his popularity with the ladies and also that his films suck, uh, which Artie, Artie is, uh, takes that the hardest, I think. We, we do get some... And the costume yeah. is back. Yes. Because he's feeling wounded. Yes. Uh, he goes and talks to Jessica and says, I have to be honest, I have chlamydia. And Jessica's chill AF. Yes. She's just like, oh, okay, I'll go get tested. Um, Yeah. And cool. he's just like, but aren't you worried? Like, I could have given it to you. And she's like, I don't know. I could have given it to you. Yes. <laughs> and just leaves, yes. Uh, which love that. Um, Jess is my favorite, and, honestly. Um, yeah, at, me too. At, Jess is the best. Well, at the end, uh, I feel worse about her. But like, 
for now, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It like she's she's super chill, and I appreciate that. Oh, you mean the the film she submitted yes. to Sundance? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Julie c- uh, comes up to Artie after Jessica leaves and says, "I don't know what I was thinking. I would love to go out with you." And Artie's just like, "Okay." Yes. Yeah. So they're gonna get <laughs> food we, tomorrow night or something. Yeah. Yep. Then we go to a a black church. Yes. Is that offensive to say to say that? I I, I mean, it's what it is. No, I, I put down Sam Sadie's arrived for church in parentheses. Notably, not white majority. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, so I yeah. just said a shorter, maybe less offensive. Not so good. No, I think I think you call it a black church. Like that is a very it's a black church. Yeah, it's a it's a notable style it's, of church. Like yes, it's a a touchstone for American churches. Yes, and uh, Sam is nervous. He's worried about what he's wearing and how, how he, looks. he looks. Yeah, the color and of his skin. He, you know, typical stuff. Yep, and he he also tries to give her his test results, um, being like, "Look, I don't have STDs," and Mercedes is like. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're in church. Um, and yes. you're focusing too much on the outside. I'm not sure about having sex. She doesn't say that, though. She's like, I'm not sure about going all the way. Uh, and I need to turn to God. Yeah, she, she's going to check in with the big man. Um, but she does thank him for being considerate, which I thought was a nice thanks. touch. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Then we see the preacher. Yes. Who, who, in front of the congregation, he thanks the Japanese <laughs> congregation that's here. Yes. Because I guess there's some people from Japan here. <laughs> yes. Sure. Well, he and... specifically calls them people from the land of the rising sun. Which. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Sam is not having a bad time, but he's also wondering when this is going to end. And that's when Mercedes is like, well, you just need to grow a couch cushion. Uh, a, sorry, a church cushion, yes. which is in reference to a big ass, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I actually and, really like uh, that line. I think it's so good. I thought it was fine. Um, and the preacher tells the congregation that they need to lift their voices to the melted snow caps of Mount Sinai and the lonely rundown cubby holes on the international space station Um, (laughs) that's when sam gets really into it also (laughs) oh he's very impressed he's like whoa whoa mount sinai whoa (laughs) then uh the preacher's like and and here she comes mercedes jones and mercedes comes out from the audience and holds the preacher's hands for an extended period of time during the first verse of this song. Um, and a choir arrives as well. Yep. And she sings, I want to know what love is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I, I had a very strange inflection. <laughs> I, I want to know I, what love is. I want to know what love is. I want to lo- know what love is. I mean, yeah. Um, I want to know <laughs> what love is. I want... I want- to know um i mean it's fine like honestly amber riley is such a good singer and like adding this whole choir like makes this song feel much more churchy um yeah yeah i mean it's great and it's it makes sense because she's asking god what love is yes is it it having sex before marriage um Uh, (laughs) so we go to the stage combat class yes. after the song ends there is a part where like sam comes up to mercedes and and they like hold hands and then the preachers like between them like an officiant at their marriage yes it's just like yeah yeah he like hugs okay. both of them 
Like, yep. I don't know. It, the thing is, the scene ends right after the song does, so we don't really get a resolution as to like oh, no. how it goes. But that's pretty typical. So we're in this. Uh, we're in the stage combat class. And we get a Kurt voiceover for the first time this episode. Um, Kurt is playing with the sigh, like the sigh yes, knives, yeah, da- daggers, well, that's... for seemingly no other reason other than Chris Colford knows how to twirl them around. Yes, like, I was going to say. No one else has these knives. Everyone else has the fucking metal tubes yeah, with hilts. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a Chris Colfer special right there. Um but so, God, it's infuriating. <laughs> as, they're, as the class is starting to like, I guess start um, the the guy who's running it, who honestly is the same age as all these people too, which is kind of weird. Um, I guess it yeah, must be a I TA. Called him, uh, I called him safety always. Oh yeah, well, teacher. yeah. So he he tells them that today they're going to um, split up into uh, Athenians and Spartans, and the Spartans go shirtless. Um, yep, Ath- Athens shirts, Spartan skins. Yes, and Kurt's like guess i'll be spartan and his partner's like yeah you'll you'll be spartan nice (laughs) yes um and uh yeah kurt just has a whole monologue about his confidence and how great it is and how amazing his body is now (laughs) yes i I wrote down he has a he has a monologue about loving his muscular hot body which like again like yeah no shit glee like of course like someone who has a hot muscly body loves their body anyway well, I mean, we got that whole plot line where when, I mean, Sam has been consistently uh, beefcaked and right. there's that whole plot line where he didn't like his body. So, yeah, you know, a little bit of yeah, it's just difference. I don't know. It, part of it is I'm pretty sure Kurt has had a like fairly muscular body this, for a while. Yeah, this <laughs> so, frame. Yes. For about two-ish years, two to three years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh Kurt is like, oh, Blaine is being tested, being here in New York, all these new things. He's being tested. And our relationship tested. is being tested. And yeah. Um, like yeah. the title of the episode. And yes. um, Kurt finally closes the monologue by saying, quote, I wouldn't want my newfound confidence to erode his. Okay. We also what? we also see in the background of How this... does that work in a relationship? Yeah, I like, I don't know. The the relationship like lessons here are so bizarre and do not make a lick of sense. Um but the How would your partner's <laughs> confidence erode your own unless your relationship is inherently toxic? I mean, that's obviously the real answer because here's the like the big thing we we see in the background of the scene the whole time Blaine is struggling, um I guess cuz he's pudgy now. Um but Well, I think it's more like he's too focused on um Kurt's Yeah. presence? Sure. If that makes sense, like Yeah. I don't know. He's not paying attention to what he's doing. Yeah, I mean the the real issue is that like Blaine's, I guess like image of himself is based on being better than Kurt, which is yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk about that when the fight actually happens and they actually communicate. Yes. Uh, we we go first to a dinner time fight. I have yes. this titled clean dinner time fight. Yes. Um, Cause that's all they do now is get together and fight. Yes. Uh, when they're not um, hanging out with 
other people. Um, it's when they're well, just the two of them, they're gonna have an argument. Uh, well, but Maggie, s- sometimes Kurt gets in a few shots even when they're with other people. So, um, oh, well, you're right. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, this is in uh, Mercedes' apartment, also. So, like, it is it. It is. It is. What part of it is? It's so like it's like the kitchen and living room area, but it's like more directed towards the kitchen because Blaine is cooking in there. So, yeah. 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 Um, so Blaine is cooking dinner. Uh, Kurt's like, oh, we should go see a movie or something. Yeah. You know, something romantic, just the two of us. And Blaine's like, great. Well, I'm already working on dinner. We're going to have uh, double cream fettuccine, <laughs> potatoes au gratin, which is potatoes and cheese for all those <laughs> folks who can't speak French, and uh, lava cakes for dessert. Oh, my which God. Yeah. makes me want to puke just <laughs> thinking about it. That's... Holy shit. Yeah. And... And, Kurt, and Kurt's like, I can't eat all that. <laughs> no, the best part is Kurt's like, we can't eat all of that. <laughs> You're right. He does say we. Oh, Which, like, I mean, yeah. I. It, but the best part is then Kurt's like, we can't eat all of that. And then... Um, Blaine is like, oh no, it's going to be great. And then Kurt's like, well, I hope you're not trying to plump me up. And then Blaine calls him. He's like, you need to stop like giving into your well, manorexia, he- which. What he says is, oh, since when have you been manorexic? Gross. Yeah, no Gross. kidding. Oh my God. The way they talk to each other is terrible. Yes. Um, so Blaine immediately gets insecure. So the thing is, Kurt is like, oh, I'm not, I'm not manorexic or whatever i'm just you know i i need to think about my body as an instrument because that's what we need to do as actors and then blaine is like oh are you saying that my body is out of shape uh like or like i guess out of tune yes. my instrument's out of tune right which kurt <laughs> and, and kurt's like um no that's what, that's... that wasn't what i was saying yeah i was just saying that maybe we should walk to the movie theater and get a salad yes <laughs> and uh, Blaine's just like, sure, I guess this stuff will keep. And, <laughs> yep. And, uh, Kurt's like, great, well, I'm going to go look up movie times. So he goes over to Blaine's laptop and just opens it up yep. without asking, yep. first off. Um, second off, <laughs> Kurt finds Blaine's open tab of porn. <laughs> yes. It is a, a website named Frat Boy with an I physicals. Yep. Uh, I have a diagram drawn here oh my of God. what what is on. So, so behind the banner that says Frat Boy Physicals, there's like a stethoscope, but it has like a dick on one end instead of like the listening thing. <laughs> oh my God. Um. So yeah, Frat Boy Physicals, and it says Real College Boys underneath it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. So. Kurt confronts him immediately yes. about uh, this website, uh, because that's how they refer to it for the rest of the episode. Yes. The website. Well, there is... The, the website in question. Well, there, there is a moment where Kurt calls it fratboyphysicals.com. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Blaine comes back in, and he's he comes back into the room, and he's like, listen, I know I've been gaining a few pounds, and I just feel really unsure about it all. And Kurt's just like... Oh, oh, that's not about this. I want to confront you about your porn yes. that you're watching. Yes. How? I mean, how dare you? First off, how could you? I mean, this is your business, but also, is this because? Are we not having sex because of this? How could you do this to me? Yes. Like it's um, 
it's not very great. No. There is like that hint of like maybe being supportive by being like, oh, you can make your own choices. But, but it's so but it's so it tainted. Quickly reverses. Yeah. Like like Kurt tells us that they haven't been intimate recently and Ooh. blames this. No, like even that phrasing is like, are you an alien? <laughs> like what? <laughs> we haven't been intimate in like a week. Is this why? Oh my god. Frat boy physicals. <laughs> it says fratboyphysicals.com and yeah, but I just oh my god. It's so like it just feels so stupid, especially because you're right. A lot of the phrasing is just so like sanitized, <laughs> and it's like this yeah, isn't how people talk. To the point of like not sounding like humans. Yeah, this like this is, wouldn't be how this argument would happen in reality. Which yeah. So then also like getting angry at your partner for looking at porn. It's like so shitty. So yes. shitty. But like, like but. To be fair, to give Glee some to give Glee some credit here, people do this in real life. So you're right, but like it's such a shitty thing to do. Yes, and also like Blaine, maybe you need to fucking close out your yeah. tabs. No, God. no, that's the real thing here. Blaine needs to have way better like foresight about <laughs> that. I think, um, but also, you know, it was probably planted like. At this point in what? time, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, because uh, yeah. he's evil. Yes. sorry, no. I keep forgetting. This whole episode uh, just really <laughs> implies to me that like Blaine knows what he's doing and is like being shitty on purpose. So, and he's covering himself in Cheeto dust to embarrass Kurt. Yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> it works. So, <laughs> it works. Uh, so, Rachel's and Merce- Rachel and Mercedes are at the loft. Yep. Uh, in the next scene, they have magazines. Yes. To- browse that seems to be the reason they're hanging out is to uh go through all these magazines and mercedes asks rachel about her first time yes and rachel says a lot of chill supportive stuff yep as mercedes like asks some questions about how to feel ready and what to do because like sam's so much more experienced than she is and what if she's terrible at it? And Rachel's just like, oh, don't worry. When it's right, you'll know. You'll know it's right. And, it's right. And, you'll know. And Sam is a good guy, and it won't matter. And it, it, he'll... And, it, and it's right. You'll know. That's the, that's the phrase. Um. So Rachel basically tells Mercedes to fuck and get down. Well, um, if she wants to. If she's feeling if, it. If she... If it feels right. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the stage combat class where uh, Blaine comes in and confronts Kurt about how they were supposed to meet at the diner to walk to class together. But Kurt got off early and he didn't text him. Yeah. And not in the fun so... way. Because it's fun. Because I also wrote down uh, uh, tensions are high in stage combat as Kurt blew off Blaine that morning. Also not in the fun way. Um <laughs> So. Oh yeah, none of it is fun. No. Uh, so the safety instru- safety always instructor <laughs> gets up there and does some flipping with his bow staff, yes. and he's just like, "Yes, this is a real bow staff, and no, you're not going to get to use blades because safety first, safety last, safety always." And he well, makes everyone say it. But um, he... and he's like, "This is Weapons Day. We're yeah. going to use weapons now." And here I was being like, "You've been using weapons this whole time, so what?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, but my favorite and is he pointedly, like, says it at Blaine for the safety first, safety last, safety always, which is just like, yep. what has Blaine done? I don't know, <laughs> but covered himself in Cheeto dust, and that's not safety. I guess not. Uh, even though, like, wearing 
orange would make you so much more visible rather than black and gray like everyone else is wearing. Ugh, the artists. <laughs> uh, so Blaine uh, is talking to Kurt during this safety instruction. Maybe that's why oh, sure. the yeah. instructor hates him because Blaine's always talking over him. Uh, and he's like, are you mad at me about the website thing? The, the website thing? And Kurt's like, no. And like rolls his eyes. Yeah. Of course. Of course not. <laughs> Which... Um, yeah, okay, dude. You only, like, bit his head off <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, we go straight into the number next. It's Love is a Battlefield. Yes. Where, well, because Blaine tells Kurt, he's like, oh, I think we really need to talk about this. And Kurt says, I think we talk too much. Yes. <laughs> and he... <laughs> and then they and sing. And that's when he unsheathes his sword, you know? Yeah. Brandishes it a little bit. And there's swords and shields in formation in, for the first verse of the song. Then it transitions into bow staff groups. And then there's no lip sync during the bow staff fight. <laughs> but there is there is, there is singing. Yes. So it's just sort of weird. <laughs> yes. Um, the Glee has never done that before. They've done bad lip sync, but not <laughs> No lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's fencing costumes, and I was like, "Huh, fencing for stage combat?" <laughs> well, but okay, uh, but like also, yeah. There's also a bit where they like punch a little bit, um, but like, yeah, like the first piece has a lot of like swooshy bits, which kind of fit with the hmm. song. But then they just kind of do away with that, and it's just kind of like general choreograph, like choreographed fighting, well, and then. There's a, the clacking of the bow staff sure. in time. Yes. So that's something. <laughs> that is something. Um, But then, yeah, we get to fencing. And they're wearing full fencing outfits, which is like... Yeah, full fencing costume. <laughs> but it's like, why? Didn't, this, didn't, you wouldn't yeah. be fencing on stage. Didn't, I yeah. guess, like... We'll go for it. There is that... There is, like, that one like Shakespearean play where they don't actually fence in the original, but there's like a version with Gilderoy Lockhart in it where they, there is fencing. Is that oh, God, as you like is... it? No. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. I think you got it. Okay. Yeah. But the, the other thing too, that was my description was terrible and you got it. Thank you. <laughs> but the, the, the guy at the beginning said they weren't going to use real like sharp blades. So like, why are you fencing? I mean, but... <laughs> The fencing um, foils, I think they're called, do have, like, a blunt tip. Yeah. So, whatever, right? Yeah, but, um, yeah. Kurt does get points on Blaine. Yes. <laughs> Plenty of them. And then Blaine, in, like, a fervent attempt to, like, try to win, like, moves and, like, Kurt, like, sort of hits it. Yes. Or something. And Blaine takes off his mask and is like, oh, Kurt, no, why? Yeah, what and, the hell, um, Kurt? But... And then safety instructor is like, are you okay? Safety first. <laughs> and Blaine's like, fine, fine. And he leaves. Well, but, okay, but he doesn't leave. He, like, walks to the... He just goes the... to, like, the other side yeah, and... and crosses his arms. Which, like, then the scene ends, obviously. But, like, in real well, life, but... did he just sulk for the rest of the class? Like... Of course. Like, Blaine can't leave the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he stormed out at McKinley, he still sat in, like, an adjacent room. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I... Whatever. It's stupid. And, like, honestly, it's unrealistic to, like, have these people fight in real life. Like, like they're having relationship troubles, so they legitimately just, like, hit each other with swords. Like... Well, they they were like, oh, you know what would be great is if we just gave them weapons <laughs> and we had them fight because... 
It's Being a metaphor. In a gay relationship is a contest. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, gonna get there, and I'm I have some words, but in the meantime, so we go to the diner yes. where Sam and Mercedes are having dinner. Yes, and Kurt is their waiter, and Sam asks what the most expensive dessert is. And when Kurt is like, we don't have expensive desserts, Mercedes is like, you don't have any money. I'm not letting you pay for this, Sam. Yes. (laughs) Which, like, I didn't understand how him asking for the fanciest dessert equaled him paying. Um, To me, it just seemed like Sam wanted a fancy dessert and Mercedes was going to be footing the bill anyway. So to be fair, it does come off as like a classic, like romance kind of move where it's like the man is like. Well, you know, one of the people is like, whoever is intending on paying for it is like, oh, I'll buy you the most fancy dessert they have. And you can delight yourself with this lavish, sumptuous meal. I guess it could come off as that trope. But to me, it does just seem like Sam wants a very expensive treat. Sure. Um, And well, and I know Sam doesn't have any money because I've been watching the show. (laughs) So yes. Um, So then to intercut with this. Artie and Julie arrived because Artie decided to drag her out to this diner 45 minutes on the subway. 45-minute subway ride. (laughs) 45 minutes for a first date. Horrible. To meet someone's high school best friend working at a diner. Well, okay. Not even high school best friend, just a high school friend. Yeah, and like, really though, it seems like the real thing is this thing that happens later where like, they meet up with uh, Sam Sadie's and like... If that's the real reason, then, like, fuck you, Artie. (laughs) Like, it's awful. Yeah, so so Kurt first asks Artie and Julie where they'd like to sit, HPV or Herpes Simplex 2. Yes. And he also calls Artie a rolling STD. Yes. And, oh, but Julie's like, he asked if if we wanted a booth or a table, and Artie's just like, Herpes Simplex 2, please. So we go uh, back to Sam Sadie's date where Mercedes asks Sam about Sam's expectations yes. for this dinner. She's like, I hope you don't expect that we're going to have sex because I'm still not sure. And Sam's like, no, I'm doing these things because I love you and I want to show you my love. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we go back to the Artie and Julie date where... They're asking about the chlamydia fettuccine. The... Yeah. No, okay. I, I summarize this as Artie comically mishears everything as STD related, which, to be fair, is like, honestly, I think the delivery on Chris Colfer's part and the actress who plays Julie yeah. is actually very good because they're like, I would agree. They just straight face it and it's like, oh, what's on your, uh, what's on your sandwich? And he's like, oh, you know, it just has a nice layer of pus. Pus. Gross. There's a lot of pus on it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes. Yeah. It's it already is just like yeah. I'll have that. And um, <laughs> the, okay. This is where Kurt's like blank blank expression is so apparent. Yes. Like it's just like completely nothing in the face, almost nothing in the eyes too. Just sort of like well, blank. but to be fair, I think it helps to sell this as like being mm. so deadpan, especially sure. especially okay, my favorite and it did make me laugh really hard even on the second watch is when Kurt is like, "Oh, look, it's someone's birthday over there." And then says, "Clap, clap, 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 clap." So yeah, funny. That part is pretty funny. 
You know, yeah. I, I read an article a couple weeks back about, you know how there's like subtle buzz about the Glee reboot or whatever? Glee my Google reboot? Discover, like my, <laughs> what? Listen, my Google like discover suggestions page thing is always fucking horrible. It's always just, it's always Glee. <laughs> it's, it's talking constantly about like the stock evaluations for Oh my god. Fake meat companies. And I don't give a shit about that, okay? <laughs> I just want to eat the stuff that I like. And Yeah. Oh, my anyway, mine are all I get yeah. a lot oh, go for it. I get a lot of glee suggestions. And one of the articles was Chris Colfer saying no to a glee reboot <laughs> in any capacity <laughs> with the quote, Oh, that's not for me. <laughs> Oh, Chris. Chris, no. You're the heart of the show, though. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Which means it's never going to happen, which is great. Yeah, my, mine are always video game related, specifically Pokemon, because I legitimately look yeah. up way too much stuff about Pokemon. I get the Pokemon stuff, too, because I always have to look up type matchups because <laughs> I'm an idiot who can't remember them. It's just the ghost, psychic, dark like trifecta just really yeah no confused the fuck out of me that's fair uh so we go back to the date where Artie is saying that they can't have sex for seven to ten days he just has to be honest and get this off of his chest oh my god and julie is like well you know this is a this is a first date we're about 10 minutes into it as well so uh, i wasn't really even thinking about sex it's not going to be a problem for me yeah which but like <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking hate Artie so much that, like, he, he, like, makes this this big little production where he's like, oh, I think we shouldn't have sex for the next seven to ten days. That is, I mean, it's so wild (laughs) that, like, you were on a first date where you drug her, you drug her, you dragged her 45 minutes out of her way. Yes. 45 minutes minutes to go on this first date where you bring up sex within the first 10 minutes what are you doing Artie? yeah how did you have sex with vanessa and jess i don't i mean they were jess seems really fucking chill (laughs) i was gonna gonna say maybe they're just horny for it which like no no shade it's just Artie has unrealistic expectations of how relationships work i think i was trying to think about how like why Artie is uh lady bait uh as he would say yeah and I think it's partly maybe just like he has a basic semblance of human hygiene. Yes. Uh, Maggie, that matters a lot, especially for your freshman year in college. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably his biggest claim to fame. Also, his dorm room is just him. So maybe that yeah. is part of it, too. I don't know. Um Maybe. So then uh, we, we cut back to Sam Sadie's and Sam tells Mercedes that he wants to express his love for her however he can slash however she wants him to. Um, yep. And then this leads to them. So we're at the same like weird like East River dock pier, pier. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they they just start singing. Well, really, Mercedes leads here. Just start singing. Let's wait a while. The Janet Jackson yep. number, which the diegesis question <laughs> is no. very present okay. here. This happens. This legitimately happens. Julie is super uncomfortable the whole fucking time. They sing in her face <laughs> yeah, okay. and then make so, her sing. It's so good. So, 
<laughs> so there's four of them, right? Yes. Mercedes and Artie are the main singers for the most of the song. Um, Mercedes is singing to Sam, who is very, like, sort of thoughtful looking, yes. is what I would say. And um, Artie is singing to Julie, who is definitely uncomfortable, extremely yes. uncomfortable, uh, and a little puzzled as well. Yes. Um, and Sam's not singing to start off, but he does join in. And there's a part where uh, they're standing, Mercedes, Sam, Julie, Artie, like facing each other. And then like Artie and Mercedes switch. Yes. And then, and then there's another part where when they're all singing, they all stand three in a bunch sort of singing at Julie. Yes. Who's just watching them. And then in the next verse, Julie's singing. Yes. And yes. And it's like she's looking at the people passing by, confusingly, like, they can't hear us? <laughs> or, or, like, people are allowed to do I'm this? Singing? Yeah. I am singing? <laughs> it's so good. I know like, the words? Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Like, the actress who plays Julie is, like, yeah, so Julie good. Nailed it, dude. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, like... But she joins in, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and the best part is, like, right at the beginning of that scene, she kind of looks like she's, like, getting into it. Like, she kind of has, like, a smile, and then she just goes away. Because she's just like, what? What is happening? Like, who, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my God. Also, the context is, like, it goes right back into the already being, like, I think we should wait to have sex. And Julie's like, yeah, no fucking yeah. kidding. This is our first date, you dumb shit. Like, oh. uh, So Mercedes prays with just yes. um, the glee drums in the background yes. for the next scene. Yep. And then we're back at the apartment where we're behind Mercedes' couch. She has a, a very disturbing ceramic lamp yes. statue well i figured that's just to add to like the real the religious imagery <laughs> from like going straight from the church to her apartment but with the lamb yeah. it, it does like she's got some old lady decorating habits uh yep. and the the camera pans over the couch to see sam and mercedes popping their heads up from the floor where they were <laughs> kissing well maybe a little more than that maggie because mercedes was telling sam to stop and he does yeah so yeah he does you're correct and he's like are you familiar with the term high dry and suffering and she's like are you familiar with the term hell to the no (laughs) uh yeah cool and then it's like love a good catchphrase Mm -hmm. (laughs) and mercedes tells him that she needs to wait yes she really she's really thought about it and prayed and she needs to wait until marriage yes and uh she tells him that there's a part of her soul that is sacred and vulnerable and when she shows that to someone by having sex with them she'll be exposed and she needs to be able to trust them completely and know that they'll be with her forever if that's gonna happen yeah so um sam reacts somewhat poorly relying on the I'm a 19-year-old guy defense, um, which is my least favorite, just because mm-hmm. um, I don't like that the media characterizes all men as horny horn dogs. But... Um, yeah, no, I think that's completely valid. <laughs> yeah, but so then he, he... he To be fair, he doesn't, like, storm out or anything, which I do give them some credit for. And he says, hey, can I have some time to think about what you've said? And Mercedes is like, sure, cool, yes. Um, 
take all the time you need because we are a couple that communicate. Yes. And we don't and just fight. We go to, <laughs> yeah. And we go to the couple that does not yes. communicate next because uh, we're in for another clean fight. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> Round three. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, and uh, Kurt and Blaine are at the loft. Yes. Uh, and... Kurt is on the phone with Rachel, confirming that they'll be there for opening night. Yes. As long as they don't kill each other first. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Kurt confronts Blaine about what happened in combat class. Uh, what are you trying to prove is what he's asking. Yep. And Blaine says, I'm trying to prove everything, <laughs> that I'm strong. Yes. And that this is, isn't this a contest? It seems like you're winning. And that's really hard for me. Yes. The balance is off. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, Blaine's like, I feel like the balance is off. The power dynamic is different and that you don't need me anymore. And it's making me feel very insecure around you. And I'm also eating emotionally and I feel really fat. Like that's <laughs> yes. basically the nub and gist of what he says. And Kurt's like, well, I'm not going to apologize for not being a delicate flower who needs you to protect me all the time. Yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> And then, Wait, yeah. Let's let's talk about the contest thing because Blaine sort of, well, Kurt sort of concedes, being like, maybe it is a contest when it's two guys maybe, specifically. Maybe two guys make it always a contest. Um. No. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. That's Glee. Glee. Let's sit down and have a talk. You are showing. You are yeah, one of the yes, only shows. Yes. It's me, Glee. You're one of the only shows on TV, especially at this point in time, that is showing a uh, gay relationship where there are two men, and you've decided... What about Modern Family? Ah. Well, okay, to be fair, Modern Family does the exact exact same thing, which is super (laughs) shitty, because Cam and uh, Mitch are always fighting, but... They are. They are. God, it's terrible. Literally every plot with them is them just fighting. Um, But anyway... Fighting. But like seriously, did you really need to give that give you know your impressionable young audience this idea that two men in a relationship means that they always have to be like competing to be like better yes. than one another? This is propaganda. Cause, yes. Because my thing is, I think that any relationship that Blaine is in will be a competition. Will will be a contest. <laughs> it's true. Yes, a, a contest of well, might. You just need but... someone who's like so fucking chill and will and like will never treat anything like a contest. Yes, that's what he needs from a partner well, is someone who is just like anti-competitive. Yeah, or someone who is just subservient. Because seriously, <laughs> well, he talks about how he loved how reliant Kurt was on him. For their entire yeah. relationship, and it's just like, yep. whoa, yeah, that's a red flag. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I think it's really shitty to be like, oh, when it's two guys, it has to be a competition because also you don't have to be men to be competitive, right? <laughs> See, that's the other thing is like, it doesn't. Yeah, so it plays into a lot of and things that are terrible. Relationships can be a contest, and you can win, but like. <laughs> You but have to be happy when the other person is winning, too. Yeah, you shouldn't, probably. Like, I, I do like this idea that they kind of end with, which is nice, that Kurt is like, I'd rather that we're running this race together instead of against each other, which... We need to be equals, Blaine. Yes, um, which I did... I So the, to wrap up the scene, I did say that Kurt pledges himself to the sad sack and they hug, um, but like... <laughs> Well, yeah, because Blaine's like, I'm worried you'll wake up one day and you'll realize you don't love me and you'll leave me <laughs> because you don't need me. And then Kurt's like, I won't. 
I mean, but yeah. you need to be honest and actually talk to me. Yes. Um, there is also a nice little bit where Blaine is like, well, we haven't been intimate because I'm afraid, like, I'm worried that you're going to judge me because I have minimal amounts of body fat. And Kurt is like, I would <laughs> never judge you, but. I have extremely minimal amounts of body fat and I seem to look exactly the same as I've always looked on this TV show. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. <sighs> yeah, so <laughs> hopefully you've cut out that dual sigh. <laughs> Artie talks to Julie yes. in the next scene um, where he ad- he's like, I have to be honest. I have chlamydia. Yes. And it's like, why are you telling her this? Well, what? It's because he starts off, he's like, I have to apologize about how weird our date was. And to be honest, yes, you do. But to explain why it was so weird, he tells her that he has chlamydia. What? Like, what yes. are you, what are you doing? And Julie is like, oh, wow, you have chlamydia. And Artie's like, yeah, I don't know if I got it from Vanessa or Jess. And Julie's like, you slept with them? How embarrassing. They're terrible. Yeah, well, um, she's like, it's grosser that you slept with them than it is that you have chlamydia, which... She describes Vanessa's short film yes. where she, uh, it was a still shot of her eating a pile of dirt for 45 minutes. <laughs> and and Jess's, um, uh, I guess, a film of inside of her body. Yeah, well, so she, uh, she had to get an endoscopy for her, like, stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, ulcer or something, and then she submitted it to. She submitted it to. Uh, um, oh shit! Sundance. Sundance with the title "Another Holocaust," which is yikes, so awful. But like, is also maybe one of the funniest jokes of this episode, just because it's like, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, Julie nails the delivery too. Yes. Uh, yes. And Julie's like. Well, I've realized that you're a total creeper. Yes. Congratulations on totally skeeving me out. And then she walks away. And I'm and finally someone just yeah. straight up says it to Artie's face. Like Yes. Yes. I do like that. And it's just I still hate Artie, so No, I do too. Mercedes is on the phone with Sam in the next scene. She's coming home to Candleland. Yes. She opens the apartment and it's full of candles. Candles that are lit. Full of candles. So many candles. And she blames Blaine, naturally, which is great. She's like, Blaine, why'd you light all these candles? And as she goes into the other room, oh no, it's Sam. Yes. And he is like, okay, sorry, Mercedes, I have to go. My girlfriend just got here. And then he hangs up, whatever. And he's like, I, Mercedes, I also prayed. And fact, sex is awesome, but... I can live without it because there's horse riding and skydiving probably and hearing you sing. Yes. And I can live without sex, but I can't live without you. Yeah. It's and it's very that's what it's happens. very Michael of him. Um but so then uh that's a Jane the Virgin reference for anyone who didn't get it. But uh, hmm. So then we we move back to the gal pals. Rachel um, and Mercedes are having a chat, and Mercedes admits her prude, her prudeness, which is a nice yeah. is a nice thing. Self identifies as a prude, yes, um, but they have a great conversation and drink juice. Um, and Rachel tells Mercedes about the time she was into Sam, which is great that they actually addressed it. I guess to be like, oh yeah, yeah. we were trying um, to do that, but it just didn't work out. So. Yeah, Rachel explains her slight Sam fascination um, by saying that 
it, at that time she was feeling really vulnerable and that he reminded her Finn of was really close to Sam yeah. and that it, it just sort of it, it made it like she was homesick and a bunch of other emotions like just sort of surrounding that and Mercedes is like oh well I'm glad it didn't happen and um Rachel's like of course it didn't because you're in love yeah you're soulmates <laughs> but yeah <laughs> And Mercedes says, oh, well, are you crushing on someone else? Do you have another guy in your life? What about a a cast member? What about that director? What about Whole Cake? Uh, Yeah. What about Whole Cake? (laughs) And Rachel says that uh, she's closed for business. She sort of vaguely gestures at her whole body saying, this is closed. Yes. And that she'll draw the line uh, for her next chapter when she's ready. Uh, Mercedes also praises her a lot being like you're about to go through this amazing experience the most artistically grandiose experience you've ever had your whole life yeah good job yeah um Mercedes also like this scene started with Rachel being like it's so nice to finally have a real girlfriend here in New York um because Kurt isn't really one and Santana was a tad unpredictable but um, Mercedes is very cautious um, <laughs> about this. She's kind of like tiptoeing on the eggshells here because she's like, I didn't push too hard on that, did I? And we're just like, no, 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 no. You're all good. I know someday I'll get back out there, but I'm just not ready yet. Um, but yeah. Which I love. Yes. Like Rachel is taking herself first because she's enough enough of a handful all by herself. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> The next scene is the boys getting ice cream. Yes. Again. Well, uh, some of them. Except Blaine is cleansing. Yes. He has some sort of horrible concoction that he got off of Matthew McConaughey's blog, seemingly to be in ba- uh, Dallas Buyers Club when he dropped like 90 pounds or something ridiculous like that. Yep. Um and just got to tell you, folks, cleansing is complete garbage. Your body has organs that do the cleansing stuff already. You don't need to drink cayenne coconut water. Uh, it's literally just going to make you shit water. That's <laughs> well, what's going to happen. Well, That's what's going to happen. There, and you don't want to do that to yourself. There is also the part about jogging until you hallucinate, which does seem yep. pretty effective. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Artie says that he's paid the price for being a film school player and that he has to do better. Yes. And and everyone's like, good. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, uh, yeah. Kurt announces that Klein is going to be making decisions about eating healthier, yep. cooking healthier, exercising, you know. Yeah. Not talking the, necessarily, the but just getting our bodies back not in shape. Not sharing um, or being supportive of each other, but definitely uh, supporting like a certain lifestyle yeah. that Kurt wants to impose on both of yeah. them. Blaine's so. got to tighten that body back up for Kurt to be interested. Um, but so... <laughs> oh, damn, dude. So, I don't think that's... I don't think no, so. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so either. I think, I think more it's like he sees that Blaine is really suffering about his self-image and he thinks this is a good way to help him like regain that confidence, but we'll see. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Sam is like, yeah, sex is, is not that important. We should start a New York abstinence club. And they're all like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love I I do love that bit just because like it was mostly because Artie was like, yeah, I think I'm going to like get out of the game for a bit just to, you know, figure out 
why I'm such a creepy ski void. But um, yeah, but then like Clayton and is just like, uh, no, we're we're gonna get no. married. So I think we're just gonna continue to have sex as much as we want. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of why they are, st- are still talking. Yes, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, don't want to like make any grandiose assumptions, but things are rough because they don't seem to want to talk to each other about anything. Yes. So any anyway, that's that's where the episode ends. There's a little joke about how no Oscar is worth the the pepper cleanse, but um, yeah, yeah, which you know means the episode's over, which is great. It's the episode is over, and my God, wasn't it a slog? Oh. I mean, like it, the episode isn't bad. No. I would say, but it it is bad to like revisit. Yes, especially to take <laughs> um, notes. It's just like it's yeah, stupid. It was just so long. Yeah. Like everything, everything was so explained. Yes, just minute detail. Yes. But Maggie, Ugh. let's let's save these final thoughts for the end of V. <sighs> you know you really have a problem. You're addicted to the podcast business. <laughs> I want to know what podcast business is. Can't you show me? Let's wait to podcast business. But, but it's, it's a, a metaphor. metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for me being a star. Okay. So. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to start off with gold stars. Yep. Sam, who's your gold star going to? Julie. I know it's like. Me too. I mean, like, in the past, we have done, like, jokey gold stars to, like, one-off characters. But, like, Julie deserves it. This actress is so good. And, like. Yeah. Ugh. She's the best character in the episode, too. Yes. Like, the actress has great delivery, but also, like, Julie is like, um, yeah, you know, this is a first date, so <laughs> I, I didn't... Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but... She's saying what we're all thinking, Yes, you know? Thanks, Julie. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, except for the bit about the plastic bag and the Twilight yes, like, artistic yeah. direction. Artie, you're such a... That's such a great that directorial move. Brilliant. Uh, Direct- direction already wow yeah. you're a genius um yeah i think the other one who's a really standout is mercedes for staying true to who she is yeah and singing in a church i mean hell yeah along those lines you could also probably argue for sam because he does respect yeah. mercedes um that's cool too as a person i just but... the sam sadie's love story i'm pretty not i'm like not interested. i'm not interested <laughs> yeah I, which is it's not that i it's not that I don't like each of these characters. It's that Glee just likes to try out new relationships. <laughs> yes. Every every few episodes or so. And it's just like, yeah, I get it, Glee. You're saying that they love each other. <laughs> They've been dating for a week. Yeah. See, that's, I think part okay. of it for me is like, especially just because like, we it's thrown it in our faces that Sam has dated lots of ladies and like yep. I don't believe it when Sam is like you're the best person in my life and I love you more than I've anything. I've never felt this way before. Yeah. It's so different with you Mercedes and it's just like is it? Well, what about Brittany? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, no, but like I I respect that they do have at least like a fairly good portrayal of some of a man who respects a woman's wishes, especially since it's Mercedes. Whoa, what? Yeah. Um, and in general, people don't really 
listen to Mercedes very often, but anyway. Um, so we're both choosing Julie anyway. Yes. The, yes. Uh, the musical numbers for us to choose from are Addicted to Love. Um, I want to know what love is. Love is a battlefield. And let's wait a while. Man. There you go. What a what slim pickings this week. Am I right? Like Yeah, we only have a few numbers and honestly I think that's why this episode just drags. Yeah. Is uh because there's just not a lot of music. Yeah. Um I'm yeah. choosing Go for it. Well, do you want to choose first? I did do Gold Star first, so I figure um I, I picked I okay. wanna know what love is. I mean it's I'm choosing over. that one too. Yeah. Ah. No, it just looks like I'm copying you. No. Should go first. No, Meg, it's fine. Because, like, honestly... It's the best one. It is. Like, Amber Riley is... Honestly, at this point, especially when Rachel's taking, like, this weird backseat role in an episode, like, Amber Riley yeah. is by far the best singer in this bunch. Yep. And also, like, you know, you gotta give it up for, like, the churchy vibe. Like, Yeah, it works. I think the churchy vibe works, and it works for the story, and it works for the character. Yeah. And it works for the song, too. Yeah. And finally, we're going to slushy this episode. Yes. Sam, what's your rating? Let's hear it. Um, so I'm actually just giving it one out of five slushies because as much as we talk about like how it's like a drag and stuff, like some of the jokes are really funny. And also watching Blaine just like systematically tear down his relationship with Kurt is yeah. so enjoyable. It's like, it, it almost seems like Blaine is sabotaging it. <laughs> yeah, like, like intentionally, like... By by not talking to Kurt at all. And there's a part in their fight when he's like, you asked me to move out for God's sake. Yes. You don't need me. <laughs> and Kurt's like, Kurt's like, you suggested it. Yeah, like, we decided that together. But yeah, oh, oh, it's so good. And like, yeah, yeah I think um, I think Darren Chris plays like the sort of upset lover very well. Yes, um, yes. Their relationship just seems terrible to be inside of. Oh, my God. And that's, like, honestly, it's just funny because, like, I feel like the Glee fandom at whole is like, oh, Clayne is the OTP. It's, like, the one that's been there forever. And I'm like, have you watched the show? Because Blaine is terrible. And Kurt is also terrible. They're really bad for each other. Like... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the case for Finchel, too. Yeah. It's like this show can't really maintain a, um, like a healthy relationship over time. No. It just doesn't know how to depict one. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yes. No kidding. Like, yeah. I just, I mean, maybe Sam Sadies is it, Maggie. Maybe Sam Sadies is the true OTP because they're waiting to, mm. they're waiting for marriage together. Although, honestly, if I want that plotline, I'll just watch Jane the Virgin. So. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because um, Michael is a much better yes, yeah person, and also oh, but I don't want to think about that. No, it's too sad. Oh, have I'm you sad have you now. watched the new season? I haven't watched the new one, but I've watched up until the point to be sad. Okay, the the new oh we're, we've 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 been finishing the fifth season, and oh my god, like when's the time jump? When does the time jump happen? I think it happens at the end of season. three three or maybe in the middle of season four it was yeah Yeah, i want to say you're right it's like the middle of season four i've watched most of season four okay well anyway that's a different show that is sorry glee way better um it's way better and it's i mean the when the emotional things happen in that show it doesn't feel like the show's trying to manipulate me right into 
into believing it's propaganda. Yes, or buying its <laughs> singles. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Jane the Virgin did produce um, like a chapter book that, well, it's like a romance novel that you can buy. Oh. So. Oh. Huh. Anyway, Maggie, did you give a rating for this episode? I don't know. I'm giving it two slushies out of five. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. I really felt like the pacing was off yes. when I first watched it. It didn't feel that bad, but like, fuck, the notes were fucking horrible, y'all. Yes. Like, too long. And this episode is too long, too, so we're going to end it yes. soon. Uh, if you want to connect with us on multiple levels, you can on our email at uh, snmhakely at gmail.com. Our Twitter is snmhakely. You can add us there. Uh, you can hit us up on our Patreon page at Glee. Just search that or put it as a slash after the Patreon or check out the links in our episode description to see those. Yep. We push most of our Patreon donations to donating ourselves. Right now, it, it is to the Trans Law Center. Yes, because pa. we need to do the work that Glee tried to do but failed. Sorry, Glee. Again. Not really, though. Don't apologize. (laughs) So. It's not worth it. So, next week, we'll be back with Season 5, Episode 17, Opening Night. It's time, Maggie. It's... Finally. Time. Finally. Um, But... Rachel's going to take that spotlight with her... Yes. Meaty fists. I mean, I've never thought of her hands as all that meaty, but sure. Um, But until then, (laughs) I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. From the top. Da, 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 da.